you've tuned into the Happily Married and Love podcast with your hosts, Sherry and Michael. Hey, before you do anything else, hit that subscribe button so that way you're notified of every time we upload a new episode. Hey, welcome back. This is Michael and Sherry. So, hey, we're here with the topic of baggage. We got some listener questions, so we mm-hmm. want to deal with one of them yes. that came in. Um, and it, essentially, the question was, what do you do when you start to see signs of baggage being exhibited by your partner? Correct. How did, so we're going to talk about getting rid of these right. relational relationship baggage. Right. So actually, we're going to do like a little bit of a two-pronged approach is because the question was, what do you do if you see it? You know, how do you help that person? Then also maybe some of the tools of helping that person get get through. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? It makes sense. Cool. I would say the first thing that I would recommend is setting healthy boundaries, identifying what those are and setting them for yourself so you don't get sucked in because mm-hmm. it's real easy. You know, we were listening to um, one of the, uh, the podcasts and they were talking about um, how to deal with a narcissist. Mm. And they were saying, essentially, the best thing you do with a narcissist is just be quiet. Don't get engaged. Don't get enmeshed in it mm-hmm. because they are processing their own hurts and their own self-loathing, that right. kind of thing. And they just that's how they get released. Mm-hmm. So if, if you've got someone in your relationship with and they got a lot of narcissistic baggage. Wow. <laughs> the only thing that term is overused quite a bit today. It is. It you is. know, but so you given all things being equal. All right, so first of all, understanding what healthy boundaries are. I know it sounds like I'm going to make a plug for the boundaries teachings by uh, Henry Town, Henry Cloud and John Townsend. Mm-hmm. It is really good because it does really help you understand what your boundaries are. You know, Because how, you know, how many families, you know, I'll just use some of our you know, extended family. They, they feel that, hey, you can't do anything wrong. Everybody's supposed to be. It's like, well, no, <laughs> you got to work through it. That's an issue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but no, you're supposed to just accept them as they are. Wow. It's, you know, mm-hmm. you heard some of those things. It's like, no, that's that's not healthy. Okay. Well, let's talk about what okay, is cool. what, what is emotional baggage in a relationship. Okay. Baggage in a relationship occurs when someone is still experiencing the, the residual emotional effects from past situations. That's true. I mean, that can be family of origin from childhood, from a previous relationship, mm-hmm. plural. Mm-hmm. You know, or even just a reason of that. Correct. Right. Correct. Right. So then, um, so the question is, how do you help that? Or you begin to see that? So l- let's assume that, one, you're in a committed relationship. Mm-hmm. Because if someone's not really married or they just kind of open it up, you know, they might be early in a relationship. They may be like, ah, you know what? I didn't sign up for this. Correct. You know, hopefully, again, if we're talking to people who have some level of commitment to Christ, they prayed about it and said, okay, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm supposed to be in this relationship. Or maybe they're testing it out and maybe they're not real sure yet. And they're starting to see red signs, red flags. Red flags. You know, that might be a time for like, no, this isn't the right relationship for you. Mm-hmm. Or even if it is, it may say, hey, you need to put it on pause till that person becomes healthy. Okay. So we talked about mm-hmm. two things. First of all, one, you setting healthy boundaries for yourself. Mm-hmm. Number two, really, if you're in a committed relationship, Understanding where you are and if that's the right relationship for you. So assuming that's good, you have to help now that person, first of all, see and acknowledge that there's baggage. Mm -hmm. Because not everybody sees baggage. 
Right. They can be in denial of right. anything going on in their lives. Right. That's really sad. Right. Again, I'm going to go back to, I sound like I don't, I don't watch a lot of Tyler Perry, but Diary of a Mad Black Woman. Yes. Was it, to me, was one of a great example because she, she had gotten hurt. She had a lot of years. I think, I don't know how many years she said they had been married, 18 years and went through a lot of stuff. So she was really guarded and wounded and she came into a relationship with the other guy. Mm -hmm. And essentially he was like, how long are you going to make me pay for somebody else's bad decisions? Mm -hmm. You know, that kind of thing. And then, but he helped her acknowledge and see there's baggage there. Yeah, because she said, I'm a mad black woman. Right, <laughs> right. In today's culture, that may not be a good thing, you know, because not every woman, they, you know, that's, <laughs> you know. She, she asked him to stop being so nice to her, but, you know. That's, right. It was, it was. She wasn't used to being nice. No, no. Okay, so one of the things and the tips you can help that person is help them learn from the past. Learn from the past. Okay. That that could include that you revisited that. Like when we talked about on one of our previous mm-hmm. podcasts, we talked about forgiveness, and we we said we stood like we were on stage, but we looked from ah, on the balcony right. Right. and looked down at that situation. And you could do the same thing with your past. You could look back and say, now, what are these things that I did that I could have did better? Mm-hmm. And hopefully not get back into the emotion of it. Because if you can, the, the key is if you can look objectively, like you said, like you're sitting up in the balcony, and there's a play on the stage. Mm-hmm. You're not in it. You're watching it. You can hear it. You can kind of, you know, you, you, you get involved in it, but you're only to a point you're a spectator. Right. You're not an actor on the stage. Mm-hmm. That's good. So you can say I'm, I'm gonna learn from this, and it, and it may not, it may not happen that it may not happen that instant, mm-hmm. but it may have it. It can happen over time. Right, you come to that place of self realization. You begin, your eyes are open. You begin to see, okay, what happened here, mm-hmm. and then you gotta learn from it. Now, if it's if it's, I, what I think I hear you saying is from your standpoint of what do you own in it. Versus mm-hmm. somebody else, right? Because there's stuff that can happen to you, but yeah. then there's stuff that you allow to happen, or mm-hmm. just you know. You... Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? It makes sense. Okay. It makes sense. Another thing is letting go, let go of repeating thoughts. Ooh. Now, this this part is talking about renewing your mind. Mm-hmm. Um, Romans twelve one: Be transformed, yes. metamorphosis, changed. By the renewing, making your mind new, mm-hmm. changing your thought patterns, learning new things. Mm-hmm. It also says in Second uh, Corinthians ten and five, casting, casting down, imagination. down imaginations, every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, and bring into captivity every thought mm-hmm. to the obedience of Christ. That's it. That scripture I learned as a young teenager. I had thoughts that would run through my mind and run through my mind and repeat itself constantly. Mm-hmm. I'd be beating myself up over something that happened in the past. Mm-hmm. Just repeating thoughts. Mm-hmm. Like I said, and you have to identify that okay, that thought keeps coming. Um, I would say even just from a real practical standpoint, I know sometimes there's like certain fragrances you don't like because you said, ah, oh, that reminds me of something. Mm-hmm. Even to the point of where, you know, a person may need to go through, you know, air fresheners, perfume, whatever it is. Right. 
Now, obviously, if you're out in public or around somebody, you can't control that. No, you can't. So that's where you get strong in your mind. Now, mm -hmm. if I can use also um, Ephesians, he talks about from a, a warfare standpoint, he says, gird up the loins of your mind mm -hmm. and be sober. So, I mean, that's that, that, you know, that mentality of or the metaphor. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of searching for words today. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where, you know, maybe tighten your belt. Maybe that's a better mm -hmm. and more mm -hmm. common term. But essentially, like, hey, you're about to go into warfare. You're about to go into battle. You can't have stuff tripping you around. You can't have all this on. You got to have your pants tight, you mm -hmm. know. Um, so you're ready to roll. So and, that's, and then be sober. Sober-minded means to be clear-minded, be thinking, not influenced. Because if someone's not sober, that typically they're under the influence. Right. So you want to not be under the influence of mm -hmm. those repeating thoughts mm -hmm. from the past. And another thing that just came to my mind Mm -hmm. It's even in Corinthians, it talks about putting on the full armor of God that you would be able to. Oh, yeah, you're right. Okay, there's another You'd one. be able to stand against the wiles of the enemy. Well, that's Ephesians, yeah. Oh, I'm not mixing too. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, that's cool. That's cool. I mean, you, sometimes, I'm sorry, I shouldn't say sometimes. Always, as believers, mm -hmm. we are to put our weapons of warfare on because the enemy will come daily. Mm-hmm. Not only daily, but every minute something's running through your mind that shouldn't be there. But if you have your mind built up with the Word of God, mm -hmm. say, no, uh-uh, yeah. I yeah. don't want that. Right, and you have to be intentional about it. Um, but see, then, again, it goes back to if you're in a relationship and you can identify, you got to help that person see that, acknowledge that, and then begin the process of changing their thought patterns. Mm-hmm. You know? Another one is you got to, you know, help that person remember, or if you're that person, remember, not everything is meant to last. Certain things are. But if something that you went in, say, for example, in a relationship, a person went into it and said, hey, they like, say, for example, a person is no longer married. Mm -hmm. They went into it and say, hey, they most people don't go in with a plan of, you know, hey, you know, five years, five and a half years, four months or whatever. You know, I'm, I'm going to get a divorce because. I'm just done. <laughs> you know, they're, they're not planning. Not. I hope not. Yeah, they're not planning that. But things happen. And as a result, you know, sometimes people can, you know, um, unmet expectations, disappointment. In that particular case, a marriage is meant to last. Mm -hmm. But then sometimes if you're not married with someone in these multiple, no, I don't want to say multiple, but sometimes some relationships aren't meant to last. Right. That could even include just friend-to-friend -friend relationships don't last yeah, always. Right. Sometimes you have to cut that relationship off or mm -hmm. other things that can that could really bother you would be, well, I thought me and, her, me and him were cool or me and her were cool, you know, depending on, you know, your mm -hmm. friend or whatever. Mm -hmm. And they just, they just move on. Yeah, sometimes seasons change. You have to say, okay, let it go. You don't go back to them and say, hey, 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 what did I do wrong, you know, what's going on? Sometimes you could. I mean, you can sometimes, but what if they don't respond? Oh, well, then you, it's gone. They just say, let it go. Let it go. You know. That was not meant to last. Right. Well, mm -hmm. um, you know, before we go on with that, earlier we were talking about hoarders. Mm-hmm. Hey, talk about that. The show is called, there's a show out, I know everybody's seen it at least once, where a person will carry so much stuff in their They'll just start out with a little stack of stuff in their house. And as you know, a hoarder will just keep getting stuff 
buying stuff, picking up stuff. Just keep adding and adding and adding, adding until the house is completely full. No, you can't even walk. Right. Sometimes I believe that can be baggage in our minds. Mm-hmm. That we have so much stuff in there that we don't release it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got to clean that joker out. Yeah. Yeah, you do. And, you know, think about the shows you're talking about. How many times those people, um, some of the people that went through, they were like psychologists kind of going through and trying mm-hmm. to help them. And they consistently say, when you're helping a person come out of whoredom, um, hoarding, not whoredom, but mm-hmm. hoarding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. right. Even though I could be, that could be some hoard, <laughs> some baggage. Uh, they have such an emotional attachment to it that if you try to take something, I mean, this thing could be 20 years old, moldy, messed mm-hmm. up. It is mm-hmm. no useful. They will have an emotional attachment and reaction to you throwing it away. Mm-hmm. And so... You know, it's interesting, like you said, emotionally and thought patterns that people can get so attached to it that they won't let it go. And it's actually, it's it's a comfort to them. Correct. Wow. It's, it's, it's really, it's sad to see the people. The one lady that we that I watched, I remember watching, she had a mansion type house. I remember seeing that one. It was beautiful. How, well, it was beautiful. It was beautiful, but there was so much stuff mm-hmm. that her friends had come over to clean stuff out. Professional people had come to clean stuff out, mm-hmm. and the house that was once beautiful was oh, it was a mess. Yeah, it needed a major overhaul. Yeah, but the sad part about it was, she was so as they were taking stuff out, you could see she was becoming emotionally broken mm-hmm. because of it, and. You know, that's really where healing comes in as well, Mm -hmm. because I think that's where part of the question from the viewer came from of how do you help a person get healed of that? And I mean, that's going to take work. I mean, I would say definitely professional, spiritually, you know, if someone has a pastor they can go to that they can trust, they can really um, help them walk through that Mm -hmm. so they can let God go in and heal the, the damaged emotions and everything. But that's where a lot of the baggage comes from. But that's a great example. Oh, man. As it begins to accumulate. Just think that it was years and years and years of stuff. Yeah. That had accumulated. And the person came to get the get mm-hmm. the things out of the house because this was their house. Yeah. They bought it. And, and, and so she stopped and, wait, hold it. Let me look at that. Wait, no, I want to. Right. Like, no. Right. Some of the stuff they did let her take into her car. But for the right. most part, they were hauling it away. Yeah. I mean, you only have so many arms, so when you have 200 handbags, <laughs> you, know, you, you can't do any that much for it, with it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, now that's an extreme case, but using that, still that, that analogy of hoarding, sometimes you just think how much of the baggage that we all may be carrying that we kind of built up, you know, and, and those areas are like, oh, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, am I hoarding right here? You know? Right. What, what? What's so, what am I clinging to so hard that I, I can't let it go? Not, not there's good stuff. You want to remember the good things, mm-hmm. you know, as God, you, if you've seen God move, you know, those kind of things, healthy, not to say you won't ever have a bad experience, but you don't let it change your, you know, where you got all this, where people around you, you're hurting yourself, hurting their other people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. You just, like I said, you just want to. Renew your mind. Mm-hmm. This baggage. Now we we need to go backwards because you said two hundred bags. 
Were you messing with females' purses? No, I was. Remember, I was. And I threw out two hundred. I'm just making sure you didn't mess with the mess with the ladies' purses. Actually, I was not messing with the okay, ladies' purses. Okay, no, just, literally, I remember the show. I don't I'm remember the checking, number. I'm just checking. Okay, y'all, and y'all see, I'm sure you got a little bit of some no, sensitivity. No, I don't. I don't. Now look, I don't have. <laughs> I didn't say you did. I don't have two hundred purses. I don't want anybody to know that I have a few. I am not picking with you. Okay, because okay, no, because then I was gonna say we could talk about the men's shoes. There were some guys that had shoes. Mm-hmm. But the reason I brought that up, and I, and I just, obviously, I was being facetious with that number, but there was one show. I remember this lady kept going to all these places. I mean, she almost had like a flea market. Mm-hmm. She almost had a department store in her place. And I remember mm-hmm. when they were going through, they were finding bins and tubs of just, I was like, yeah, there was one that had all these purses. And it was funny, this one show. They actually set up a, a big yard sale. Mm-hmm. I, I forgot how much money they made off of it. Because, right. I mean, stuff was brand new. She had never used it. But she saw one and had to grab it. She saw another one. She had to grab it. Mm-hmm. That's all. So, no. Yeah. So, yeah. for our listeners, I'm not Right. Thinking. Just wanted to make sure yeah. that, you know, you're talking about, you know, persons are fine. Persons are okay. I don't know. I, if, I guess if I was the type of person, you probably have to have color for everything. But I'm not that person. But I'm quite sure somebody listens saying, hey, I got purses and purses. It matches your shoes and stuff. Yeah, I mean, that's cool. No. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I don't think it's – I think there's a healthy place. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. if a person finding that, okay, they're they're blowing their budget, they got way too many, and they're not giving, you know. I mean, because mm-hmm. some people get, get stuff, match it, and they're giving them out. I mean, uh, that's cool. That's cool. Right, right. Okay, okay. Because, you right. know, sometimes you got jokes, so, you know. <laughs> You took me kind of serious there. No, that was, I had no thoughts about that. I really didn't. Because in my mind, I could see that show. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> we might be processing through some baggage right now. <laughs> so, so, what's up? All right, so did we answer the question? I think we did. Because it, it's such a, I think it's one of those things that it's, it, it can be very complex. Because now you're talking about a person's psyche, their emotional state. But if you're in a relationship with them and you, yeah, in your committed relationship, helping them acknowledge it, helping them see it, they can acknowledge it and start going through the process of helping them learn, you know, what did you learn in the past? What do you own? Mm-hmm. You know, how to let go of the repeating thoughts because typically those repeating thoughts will come. Right. And then sometimes the enemy will set it up that people will come into your life that can bring stuff up that you haven't been thinking about in your life. Oh, yeah. Because they'll be telling you their situation. Like, yep. I remember when this happened in my life, and then, you you know, it's easy for us to compare. At least I have to work on not doing that when mm-hmm. I'm talking to somebody. Because sometimes things can be a trigger. Yep. They will trigger your mind. You're like, oh, I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to go there in my mind. You but know, it was still a, there. A TV show, mm-hmm. a TV show or a sitcom can bring stuff up that you had not been thinking about and then you got to come you got to come against it you can't let it linger and stay there that's the thing we have control over our minds with the word of god well again that's another practical thing that if a person knows that there's certain things that are going to trigger them don't turn it on don't go to that place don't call them don't check in with your don't talk to your old ex you know I mean, if you've got kids together, they're, they're, you need to talk, you know, or if mm-hmm. you've got property or a business deal or something, you need to resolve it. 
But at some point, you need to say, I need to stay away from those things. Right. You know? Or say, I don't want to talk about this. Can we change the subject? And it's okay to say that. Right. Exactly. I don't want to talk about this. They'll be like, oh, 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 what you, can you handle, you can't handle it? No, that's not it. <laughs> I just Ooh, I'm like, I get on don't that one. want to talk about it. You know, people say, well, I'm going to stop because I'm going to get on soap opera now. I'm going to get on that right. about the handling because that's, that's, that's not the right term. <laughs> so, yes, but this, this baggage, right. it's, a, it's a big deal in some people's lives that mm-hmm. they want to, the person who is in denial, they want to, what's the word I want to use? They want to guard it. And you're like, it's okay to let it go. But like you said, if they're in denial, it's a blind spot. Right, you're like, let it go, and they're like, Ugh. you know, you're, right. you're like, no, no, don't make me, you're not, you, I don't know what you're talking about, <laughs> this big old thing sitting behind him, I don't know what you're talking about, yeah. what baggage, I don't, looking around, I don't see no baggage. Yeah, but see, now you get into the area of, sometimes a person can have something that attaches to them at an early age, mm-hmm. or have been there for years, and they no longer see it because it becomes so much a part of them mm-hmm. that they no longer can see it. Now, that raises a question that goes back to, okay, let's go to the relationship. If they are not married, and they're still kind of in their early stages, they need to make a decision of, hey, do I continue on, or do I let this go? You know, I, I almost feel like I need to qualify that. I'm not advocating that people just jump out of a relationship. No. But also what I'm saying, though, or what we're saying is, one, if you're in a relationship, you need to make sure you're healthy, first of all. Mm-hmm. You know, two, you don't want to be, as some people, they go rescue people. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be a rescuer. Right. You know, but at the same time, like I said, if and I'm purposely making a, a delineation between if you are dating that's a different scenario. You're getting to know this person. You're working towards total commitment. And if that person, if you're starting to see signs of it, if you want to move forward, you need to really help that person. Mm-hmm. But also you need to, again, set boundaries and be okay with, you know what? If we need to push this off and not move forward till, you know, if that person just doesn't want to see it and they keep pushing back. Some people, you just got to say, okay, Lord, I'll just pray for them from a distance. Mm-hmm. But also, you also got to follow the Holy Spirit as he's leading you in that relationship. Mm-hmm. Now, if you are married and you're seeing it and you're working through it, you're committed to it. I would, you know, one, if if you're just finding that they're not listening, not working, you're, you continue to pray about it. Go seek out professional help. Right. Preferably Christian counselor or pastors to really work through that. You know, and mm-hmm. as the Lord could speak to you and help you with it. Right. And then with them, because obviously we can't change a person, but we can help them change. Mm-hmm. Is that making sense? Yes. Yes. Okay. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Because I think that's true. You know. But yes, it's every day working on becoming healthy. Right. You may have to write it down on sticky notes. Put put around the the mirror things that you want to proclaim about yourself or mm. make a list, put it on the wall as goals mm-hmm. and put those scriptures up there and you pray about it and God will help you. Yep. Um, I can say for an example that I had lots of baggage when I came into this relationship and I, you know, 
Mike had recommended, and he says, you know, some of these things you just, even with me praying and speaking the word or whatever, I had to go to a professional Christian counselor, and that counseling did did help me. I mean, it saved my life. Making me, you know, it, it, that's just that's just a uh, that's just verbiage. I'm not saying I was gonna die or anything. Okay. It it actually Correct. made me a better person. Mm-hmm. And I became a stronger person. You know, and I I built on what they told me. I did it. I worked on it. Mm-hmm. Some of the things I still can remember that they told me to do, and it's made me a very made me a very uh, confident person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was a process to it too. It was a process, yes. Yeah. You know, it's funny while you were talking, I was thinking of Psalms one nineteen. That's a great psalm, the whole thing. Mm-hmm. But part of it says the entrance of God's word brings light. Depends on what translation you read, mm-hmm. and the light as we can use it in this. I'm not trying to take it out of context, mm-hmm. but in this particular, what we're saying is it's important to have the word of God because in your counseling, you did, you had that. Because that light, he begins to show the areas that might be dark to you or as a blind spot. Mm-hmm. You know, as you shine light on you, you think, oh, now I can begin to see that, begin to acknowledge it and begin to work on it. You know, and then I was in your corner. I was a support system for you, too. Right. You were. You know, I appreciate that. To help the work because we were committed again in committed relationship was like, OK, we're going to be in this for life. We need to go ahead and spend the time getting this done. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm, I'm telling everybody, it's OK if you have some emotional problems in your life just it, it, it's okay to admit it we we're, we're not we're not in heaven yet <laughs> you know yeah. when that happens well lord we're not in heaven we're here on the earth and people do have emotional issues in their lives mm-hmm. but the key is to if you identify the baggage how to you know deal with it learn how to deal with it you know you know because if we go back to the person who who did accept the fact that they were a hoarder. Okay. And they did clean out their house, and they did admit, yes, I have a problem. And when that house was swept clean and cleared out, they're like, wow. Right. Look at all this stuff I carried all this time. And it was interesting, just what you talked about, is yes, that person got help, their mentality even changed, and their behavior, their environment but it actually became because of their kids or their loved ones mm-hmm. reached out. They got to the point of, okay, this isn't working. The one-on-one wasn't working, so they went and got professional help. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great, yeah. Clean out the hoarding. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully this, this right. prayerfully this helps you. I mean, this is not a, this is not a, 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 we're not giving you the entire. Get a comprehensive. Yeah. Yeah. Like, this is it. Just go to that podcast. I mean, you can keep listening to this podcast, yes, but just the Lord will show you things that mm-hmm. maybe out of what we've said would help you. So we're praying that this helps you. Mm-hmm. Uh, exactly. It makes you a better person in, in this year of 2023. Right. Exactly. Actually, I'm going to use, I'm going to give uh, Dr. Jack Hendricks credit for instead of 2023, he says 2023. Mm-hmm. Free of debt, free of worry, free of anxiety, mm-hmm. free of uh, health issues, you know, <laughs> free of illness. Mm-hmm. So I was like, man, I like that. So I've been saying that 2020 free. Yes. And that's what we really hope. So happy new year to everyone who's listening to this in the first part of the year. But let this be a year of 2020 free, free of the baggage, 
free of the problem, you know, the, the issues. And so you can walk and enjoy life. You know, I'm not saying live your best life now. I ain't talking about that. Because <laughs> no. ultimately, if you're doing no. that without the Lord and not following his plan and mm-hmm. purpose. Mm-hmm. And so maybe, again, now I'm, I can't assume or we can't assume that everyone in our audience has a relationship with Christ or even understands what that's about. Right. But it is as simple as asking him to reveal himself to you. You know, um, it's not about your truth. It's not about my truth, but it's about the truth. Mm-hmm. Who is the way and the life? Right. And he can offer and he's offering it an answer to you today. So it's a matter of asking him to one, open your heart, ask him to it was first you got to you see that you like it goes back to the blindness. Mm-hmm. You can carry a baggage of sin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. just sinful nature. And he can cleanse you of that. As simple as asking him to come into your heart, forgive your sins and wash you. And he will do it. Then you can start the new process. Correct. Now you got divine help, mm-hmm. not just natural help. Amen. Wow. Praise God. Yes, that's great. That is good, isn't it? That is good. Can you can you pray? I mean, I was going to ask you. Can you pray for our listeners today? Sure. All right, Father, we just pray for those Thank who are Jesus. listening. We pray that you would reveal yourself to them. Lord, I pray that you would open the eyes of their understanding. Mm-hmm. That they would come to know you better and know the, the wealth and the, the volume of your love towards us. That while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lord, we pray for those who are in difficult relationships, but they love those people and they're trying to help them. Give them wisdom, give them insight and the strength and the peace of God, which passes all understanding as they set their hearts and minds on you. We just thank you, Lord, and most of all, those who don't know you, that today will be the day that they make the decision to come into a relationship with you. We thank you for it. Thank you for it, In the Lord. name of your son. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right. I think that's a wrap. That is a wrap. Cool. So. Happy Martin Luther King Day. Oh, tomorrow. Which is yeah. Monday. Yeah, by the time you listen to it, that is this holiday. Yes. This weekend. He was a great man. Yeah, he's a preacher of the gospel, but yes, he yes he was. Yeah, he's a great activist, but yeah, if you really look at what drove him, what was his impetus for not just justice, but you know where it says in Isaiah that God's throne is established upon righteousness and justice. Mm-hmm. So I'm oh man, that's a whole other part. <laughs> Stop uh-oh, getting uh-oh. No, I'm not saying we're gonna do another one. <laughs> but I'm just saying that's another topic. We start getting off on that. YouTube him. YouTube, yeah. Martin Luther King, he has a lot of, he yeah. had a lot of knowledge about, yeah. you know, if you want to learn black history, not just the stuff you learn in school, but YouTube it. Yeah, because there's so much more. Cool. All right, so anyway, so we don't go on a whole nother conversation. We're going to call it a wrap on that. So yes. this has been Michael. And Sherry. With the Happily Married and Love podcast. Till next time. Peace. peace.